0: Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but
0: always hilarious world of anime. And I solemnly prepare the casket for hope, beauty, and everything else good in this world. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And, well, Remington, it's time to begin. I wish that it wasn't,
1: though. Oh, don't worry, Remington. Have I ever lied to you before?
0: Not overtly, but many times you've misled me.
1: Why would I ever mislead you, Remington? Because you enjoy my pain? That is completely true and (laughs) well-founded. But, Remington, I do have something kind of interesting to talk about today.
0: Boy, oh boy, I can't wait. It's actually
1: something we kind of have touched over in previous episodes.
0: That's not promising. What, you don't like our previous episodes? There's a lot of dubious content in our previous episodes.
1: Well, Remington, Last couple times, we talked about two very broad genre concepts, if you remember correctly. We talked about the shoujo and the shonen, the young women and the young men uh, directed animes. And you weren't a big fan based on the two da-
0: data points that I showed you. Yeah, didn't like either of those. So, this week, we're going the opposite end, and we're seeing anime for seniors. <laughs> <laughs> old man anime yeah also known as hentai <laughs>
1: oh god no i'm kidding i'm kidding i jest. i will never show you a hentai on this show less people ask for it Enough.
0: no no don't add that caveat don't add the chance that people will ask you to show me that that's not okay or acceptable but remington caveats are the slice of life mm, i hate this but that's
1: okay, Remington. I'm not going that direction. I'm actually going in a inward direction. Okay. Because we're going to talk about what I like to consider kind of a meshing of the two genres.
0: Okay. I hated Shonen. I hated cho Maybe I'll like them when they're put together. Yeah, great reasoning.
1: Well, yeah. That's how cooking works, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: I, I guess you can argue for something like salt, sodium, chloride. You take sodium, which will kill you. You take chloride, which will kill you. And it combines to make salt. Maybe, maybe you are well-founded. Exactly. Yet again, with some food metaphors, this anime might just be the salt to shonen and shojo's terrible anime. Well, everyone
1: else is definitely going to be salty after that statement, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> We're going to be
1: talking about a specific subgenre of shoujo, which has a lot of shounen tendencies. Okay. We're going to be talking about magical girls, Remington. Son of a bitch. What?
0: We're going back to our roots with with uh, Rosario Vampire and Sword Art Online, where we've had uh, quite magical girls, and I, I thought we had escaped. I've, I've put them long in the past. Well, you should never
1: forget the past, lest you are deemed to repeat it, Rem. Oh, boy. But no, we're going to talk about Magical Girls because it's such a big genre and broad thing in the overall
0: scheme of anime. Goody.
1: Yes. So, Remington, what is a Magical Girl?
0: A Magical Girl is a girl who is magical. You nailed it in one, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? When I'm throwing a
1: softball, I hit it out of the park. Exactly. Exactly. Although this softball was about the size of Jupiter, so it wasn't that hard to hit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't minimize my achievements, Sean. I need all that I can get. Oh, I'll give you plenty of things to achieve after this. Oh, great. So, yeah, it's a girl with magical powers. In the vein of Power Rangers, Sailor Moon, you know, Cardcaptor Sakura, that kind of thing, you know?
0: I am familiar with Sailor
1: Moon. Perfect, then you understand exactly what a magical girl is. Are we watching Sailor Moon? Oh, God, no. Oh, okay. That'd be too easy. Oh, well... (laughs) No, no, no. I wanted to choose a... You can't have something that I'm familiar with, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, God forbid. We need to have something that is new to you, but also covers the concept very well. Okay. Was my thought process. So I chose an anime that encompasses everything that a magical girl anime should cover. Okay. It's got all the tropes, all the character types. It's got all kinds of interesting powers. All kinds of interesting things that makes magical girl anime worth watching granted most of the time these are directed at children because you know young adults young girl shojo, that kind of thing
0: also toys toys more marketing for toys oh yeah definitely
1: and i like to think this is a bit of a mix of shoujo and shonen because it's definitely a shoujo setting but it's got a lot of action and fighting and violence which is what shonen is so popular for okay So you get what I'm saying when I'm kind of mixing them together.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: So magical girl shows have a lot in common with each other. A
0: lot of tropes or key concepts. Can I guess a few of them? Absolutely. This is solely based on my knowledge of Sailor Moon. But here's going to be my general guesses. First, magical powers. Generally, you will have a heroic... I'm going to guess that a lot of times it's a group of people uh sometimes you may have a specific person in that group who's the main one but overall they will probably tend to be uh in a group. They, I imagine there'll be like a type of magical girl a lot of times where there are a bunch of variety like Care Bears. There are a lot of different Care Bears but they're all still Care Bears. Right? Are you suggesting that Care Bears are magical girls? I Ca- Care Bears are my favorite magical girl anime is what I'm saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else you'd like to add on to that? Uh, No, actually, I, I am almost unironically proud of the Care Bear analogy, and so I'm ending with that. You're sticking with it. Yeah. Okay,
1: you know what? That's a pretty good baseline. Magical Girl shows usually start with one main character, the protagonist that is super positive, super cheery, but is thrown into a situation where she has to fight some kind of evil, whether it be evil people, evil monsters, or evil itself.
0: Oh, they get like a Harry Potter moment. You're a magical girl, Harry. And then they go off and fight crime. Yes, actually. (laughs) Yay. That's
1: exactly the kind of thing that goes on. So you start off with a perfectly normal schoolgirl. That's the baseline of every magical girl anime.
0: Terrifying start from our history so far, but I won't make too many assumptions yet. Then she has an
1: encounter with some kind of magical entity. Whether it be a magical creature familiar that grants powers or an actual magical schoolgirl fight, which the protagonist accidentally gets thrown into, you know, as protagonists do because they
0: always walk into the wrong place at the right time. Can I make another prediction? This one, this one's going to be an interesting prediction because, you know, Sean, I am uh, real big on overthinking the shows that I watch and overthinking different metaphors and analogies and things that they mean and symbolism, etc. Right. I am already going to do that with the anime we're watching, and I don't even know what it is. Perfect, I'd like to hear this. Okay, so I think that the entire genre, this is going to be a big claim, the entire genre of magical girls are just a metaphor for a young girl's sexual awakening. And... A sense of discovery, but in the wholesome way, not in the, you're giving me a look, I mean this wholesomely, like you're discovering yourself, which is an important part in everybody's, everybody's life, and don't give me this look, I'm <laughs> proud of this metaphor already, okay?
1: Yeah, no, just be sure when you talk to the police to tell them how adamantly you support <laughs> these magical girl sexual awakenings.
0: God damn it.
1: i'll be honest with you though rem that is kind of a common theme see i know so much already because it's all about finding the power in yourself and using that power for good or for evil for your friends for your loved ones that's kind of what magical girls all about it's a positive powerful force type of thing you know because these are cute anime girls dishing out devastating amounts of damage
0: Good ol' kick ass cuteness. Exactly. Lots of Moe and magical girls as well. I am a fan of Moe. I am, admittedly, a little bit of Moe trash. A
1: little bit, yep. And that brings me to another baseline of the uh, magical girl genre, as it were. So you got your main character interacting with the clearly magical girl thing. A lot of times it'll be a small creature or a familiar. Are they adorable? They usually are pretty adorable. <laughs> oh, I am all in. Because in Sailor Moon, there, it was a black cat that could talk.
0: Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that.
1: Yeah, so cat-like creatures are a big popular thing. They meet the cat-like creature, and it's like, hey, guess what? You have the potential to be a magical girl. And, of course, you're like, what? That sounds amazing. So, of course, you say yes. Why would you not say yes to magical girl powers?
0: So... This is like Harry Potter, but instead of Hagrid telling you that you're a wizard, it's like Mittens the Kitten being like, You're a magical girl, Harry. Exactly. Okay.
1: And then you proceed to fight evil for truth, justice, and love. Okay. A little bit of
0: Team Rocket now.
1: A little bit, a little bit more, uh, more on the good side of things. I don't think there are very many magical girls out to steal your Pokemon.
0: (laughs) Maybe not your Pokemon,
1: but I have the finest Pokemon, Sean. And you just attract all of those little magical schoolgirls. My
0: Pokemon brings all the magical girls to the yard. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's
1: kind of how all magical girl animes start out. Okay. You know, it's just, you got your main positive character, you got your magical incident, and then, surprise, main character, you're gonna be a magical girl. Then the show usually is how they deal with the magical powers and the enemies they fight and any underlying story there may or may not be.
0: Okay, so you've shared with me a lot of magical girl tropes, but I still know nothing about this specific magical girl anime that we are watching today. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, this fits all of the magical girl tropes. Okay. And it does them in a pretty fun fashion. Good to
1: hear. So the anime we're gonna be talking about today is entitled Puella Magi
0: Madoka Magica. Oh boy, I am not gonna pronounce that ever. Oh,
1: it's not that hard. Puella Magi Madoka Magica.
0: Puela Magi Madoka Magica. Yep. Oh, did I did it? You did it. Oh, I did it.
1: It's basically Magical Girl Madoka Magic. <laughs> what kind of title is that? It's It's a magical girl anime title. I'll tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> Japan. We've we've told you this before, but your titles are not good.
1: Believe it or not, that's actually the English title. What? Yeah, I say English title, because Puella is obviously not English or Japanese. What is it? I completely forgot. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, the Japanese title does directly translate to Magical Girl Madoka Magica.
0: What? The, the, what? this is?
1: <sighs> it's not a clever title. I never said it was. Why does
0: Japan have to do this?
1: Well, it's not Japan entirely. It's just the specific
0: creators who decide that. Why do all Japanese creators for every single anime have bad naming conventions?
1: Oh, I mean,
0: there were some really good names we've talked about in the past. There's not a single good anime title throughout our entire podcast so far. Mirai Nikki was pretty good. But that sounds nice in Japanese, but it's just... My Future Diary. Yeah, I mean there's Sword Art Online, that's a pretty... That's the best naming convention, but it's not amazing, it's just slightly decent. Or Rosario Vampire. That one's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Uh, I'll I'll work hard to find an anime title that is good for you.
0: Oh, perfect. Alright, so tell me a bit about Magical Girl, Girl of Magic, Madoku, Magica, Magic Girl.
1: Let's just call it Madoka. How about that? Good old Madoka. Madoka. Yep, yeah, because that's what everyone calls it. It's like a Madoka Magica is usually how it's shortened. Oh, okay. You know, really straightforward, because who needs playa magi? Who needs that?
0: Yeah. All
1: right, so this is an anime that came out in 2011. So, okay. you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Seven. That's short time, right? It's not terribly old, not terribly new. 2011 was a very interesting time for anime, because a lot of very strange animes came out of it. So it was kind of interesting to see a very straightforward magical girl anime come out in that same time frame. Okay. And that's kind of what Madoka Magica is, is
0: the essence of magical girl anime. So in a time where every anime was trying to do something new, different, experimental, Madoka Magica stands out by being exactly what it is. In a sense, yes. But it does have some
1: things about it that make it more interesting than your standard magical girl anime. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, come on! <laughs> it's just one of those things that you kind of have to watch to really get a feel for.
0: Oh, man, I, I feel so blue right now. Yep, congrats, man. There are so few things that you have mentioned that I will see, but haven't told me. So, how about I just go over the plot for you? Okay, plot is good.
1: Yeah, because the thing about Madoka is how visual it is. Okay. And you'll understand that once you start watching it. It's got some very interesting visuals. Mm-hmm. But... Madoka Magica starts out in a very creative fashion. It starts out with this girl, Madoka. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yep. She is a middle school girl. One day, Madoka and her friend Sayaka are approached by a small cat-like creature called Kyubei. Good old Kyubei. Kyubei, yeah. So what ends up happening is Madoka ends up saving Kyubei. Because Kyubei is in danger and is about to fall and get hurt and be attacked. Oh, okay. Madoka sees this and being the kind-hearted girl that she is, obviously runs to save the strange
0: cat creature. Well, you say kind-hearted, I, I would hope most people would try and save an adorable cat that's in danger. Like, if I see a kitten that's about to fall into a sewer drain, I am picking that kitten up. I'm not expecting magical powers from it. Maybe you should. Maybe that's why we're so stagnant in our lives right now. <laughs> I just need to be looking around, and I'll see somebody, like, holding a cat a little too firmly, and I'll go and rip it from their arms and be like, I will save you, kitty. And then, who knows, maybe one thing will lead to another. Ba-boom-bam, magical girl. Yeah, it'll be great. You already have the hair for it, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> exactly.
1: We'll get you some ribbons. It'll be nice. <laughs> perfect. So, they rescue Cube from the threat, and... After taking Kyubei to a safe place, I can't tell you the gender of Kyubei, because let's be real, Kyubei is uh, it's pretty uh, genderless in a lot of ways, because it's a cat thing.
0: Well, just, just look under its legs.
1: It's obviously not a proper cat, though. Oh? Yeah, it's a cat-like creature, but it's definitely not a
0: cat. You know the most cat-like creature I can think of? Is a cat? It's a cat. Yeah,
1: well it's not a cat <laughs> okay trust when you see this thing you'll understand that it, it, okay i could see how that looks like a cat but it's definitely not a cat
0: oh man i'm so confused with so many things already that's the entirety of our podcast ram it's true
1: so they rescue cube and cube as it turns out can talk okay and of course as a thank you for helping uh cube, cube is like hey tell you what I can grant any wish for you. (laughs) Well, so it's a cat genie. It is. Wow. Yeah. And the cat genie's like, the only catch is, if you do, you have to become a magical girl and help me defeat witches.
0: Hmm, that's quite the catch. It is a catch. Like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, wow, I get any wish and I get to become a magical girl, but that's a lot of responsibility and exactly. danger. Exactly,
1: and that's where a lot of the plot points of this come from, is the idea of being of the
0: responsibility of power. Okay, first wish is to have another wish and for q rules to not matter. Have you read nothing about genies in the past? No, but these are cat genies, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Completely different. This is my area of expertise. You're a cat genie professional? Uh, Yes, I went to college for four years. I have my bachelor's in cat genie studies. (laughs) (laughs) And how do you summon a cat genie, Rem? Uh, How do you summon a cat genie? Yeah. Oh, you can't. They're not obedient worth shit. You can try and call them, but they will not come. That sounds like just a normal cat to me.
1: Yeah. All right, cool. So the way the wishes work is we'll grant you a wish that you want, but you do have to fight these witches and stuff. Can you have a wish of anything at all? Apparently, yes. Oh, I feel like they're going to waste their fucking wish. Why? I have no hope in them whatsoever. No? Come on, Remington. Why do you think middle
0: school girls would waste a wish? Because they're middle school girls. Wait, why don't... Great plan. Here we go. I just wish that all the witches are gone and done with. Ba-boom-bam! Now you just become a magical girl without the danger or responsibility. You're done. You're safe. I solved the plot.
1: (laughs) Oh man, this is going to be interesting when we actually watch it. I hate whenever you use the word interesting.
0: What's wrong with the word interesting? Because whenever you say interesting, nine times out of ten, it means that it'll be amusing for you to watch me. Well, that's also true. And whenever it is amusing for you to watch me, nine times out of ten, it's because I am suffering, or confused, or frustrated. That is also true. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting, Remington.
1: and damn it. So the way the wishes work is obviously, yeah, you get a wish, you become a magical girl. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. But of course, they're hesitant about this because becoming a magical girl sounds nice and all, and getting a wish sounds nice and all, but, I mean, there might be some kind of catch to it. Then they get tossed into another uh, Magical Girl anime stereotype, which is an actual Magical Girl conflict. Okay. Where a local Magical Girl is fighting uh, the enemies of the series, which are witches and creatures of despair. Oh, okay. And of course, they get sucked into this alternate reality. That's another trope, by the way, is slightly alternate reality so that the real world doesn't get damaged in Uh, other fights. So it's
0: like schoolgirl by day, fighting demons
1: by night. Yes, exactly. Okay. And they witness this fight, and after the magical girl kicks everybody's asses, she comes down and is like, oh, has Kyubei selected you to get a wish? Are you good candidates for that? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, be very careful about what you choose for your wish if you do decide to do it, because being a magical girl is hard, and they realize it's hard because there's a bunch of scary, evil, dark shit everywhere. Okay. And then that's basically what this anime is, is them going through, you know, their reasons for uh, obtaining power, what kind of things they spend their wishes on and just the character interactions in general and just the overall idea of, you know, fighting against despair.
0: All right, here's here's my guess on what the wish is going to be. Wish is going to be something bullshit and sentimental. That is my guess. It'll happen at the end. Either a close friend will die, or it'll be for a romantic interest, or it'll be a super selfless sacrifice of a wish, or it'll be for their dying mom, something along that nature. That is 100% what the wish is going to be granted for.
1: Why, Remington, it's almost like you know a thing or two about tropes and wishes.
0: <laughs> that I do, Sean. I, I'm i not the smartest tool in the shed, but I got a couple brain cells in there. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Each girl
1: gets one wish. That'll be your challenge. Try to apply which character you think is going to make which type of wish. Okay, okay, I can do that. All right, and I think that's about all I need to get you going on,
0: honestly. It doesn't sound like the literal worst thing in the world yet, so hopefully it isn't. (laughs) Well then, let's jump into a couple
1: episodes of the ever happy Puella Magi Madoka Magica. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We have just watched the first four episodes of Puella Magi Madoka Magica. So, Remington, what'd you think of those uh, first three episodes?
0: Three episodes, my thoughts are everywhere. And they were everywhere. And I was so unsure and confused. And in large part, I am still very confused and I have a lot of questions, but in a very good way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, it kept me intrigued for the first two episodes, I should say. I was intrigued, I thought I had some good things going, some interesting qualities. And then in episode three, then I knew. (laughs) (laughs) Then I knew what I was in for, and it helped figure out exactly what this anime was all about.
1: See, this anime is a good example of the rule of threes when watching animes. It's, It's the principle that we tend to follow... Uh, In our podcast, you know, you watch the first three or four episodes and you see if you like it or not. This is the perfect example of that because it has an interesting enough premise in the first three episodes. And then at the end of the third episode, it has a hook that makes you come in back for more. Now, before we continue it is impossible to talk about this show without talking about the spoilers of the first three episodes.
0: I'm going to just say, if you are interested in watching this anime, at least get to episode three before you continue in part two. That is super important. I'm going to highly recommend that to absolutely
1: everybody. In fact, go watch it right now. Cause I'll tell you right now, this is a good fucking
0: show. If you're wondering, you, you're wondering what our opinions are. I thought this is incredible i'm really into it go and watch it if you're waiting to hear whether you should you definitely should and you should do it before finishing part two of the podcast it's okay we'll still be here we can wait that is enough preamble to talk a little bit just about how that happened and the three episodes so spoilers incoming so you
1: think we should have quit while we were
0: ahead Oh, God. Yeah, so the first two episodes, <laughs> it has some dark undertones, but overall it's still quite light and airy and happy and shojo and magical girl, all of that. Yep. And there were still some inklings of darkness, and especially episode two, I was like, this has a dark undertone to it. Mm-hmm. But in episode three, one of the characters that you meet who is on the main cover and in the intro very prominently is Mommy. Yep. And so, the two main girls, Sayaka and Madoka, they're the pink girl and the blue girl, and then Mommy is the yellow girl. Aw, oh, how cute. They're the primary colors. And Mommy is the one who's takes them under her wing and starts showing them what it's like to be a magical girl. Yep. And then, as Mommy is showing her stuff and being absolutely kick-ass, she gets her head eaten off of her and dies. It was quite difficult for you to face, wasn't it, Remington? Oh, you son of a bitch. It was... Not what I was anticipating, because I came up with a lot of predictions, many of which we will go over shortly, but I was unsure about mommy. I felt like something might be up with her, and that was all dispelled when she just straight up was murdered in episode three. Episode three. She's on the cover art. She is on the promotional material. She is in the intro showing her and Sayaka and Madoka all as magical girlfriends. They are never magical girls at the same time. In fact, crazily enough, four episodes in, Madoka, the main character, has yet to be a magical girl.
1: Funnily enough, that actually brings me to one of my biggest questions I have for you, Rem. Do you think
0: Madoka's going to become a magical girl? You heard me have many thoughts on this as we were watching, and I said at episode three that it would be a very bold decision if they never had Madoka become a magical girl. Now, if I had to guess then I would still guess that she's going to be, because having her never become a magical girl in a magical girl anime is such a bold decision. But amazingly, I'm uncertain. I don't have 100% confidence in either answer, and that is astounding, because this is a magical girl anime. It is all about being a magical girl, and here is me saying, I don't know if the main character ever becomes one. Isn't that amazing? i love that sense of uncertainty and surprise when you can keep me guessing that shows you are doing something well
1: and i like how the whole time when mommy is first introduced to us you're like hmm she seems suspicious oh i don't like her Uh, i'll tell you what she's evil she's misleading the main characters i knew it i'm a genius
0: should we transition into my many predictions absolutely so Mommy being evil was in fact one of my predictions, and it was attached to a prediction that I still hold and that I held with more confidence very quickly. And that is the prediction, and Sean, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I predict that q is a son of a bitch, like Sean Farquhar, he's a rat bastard. He is a snake oil salesman who, I don't know what his motives, I don't understand exactly what he's trying to do, other than maybe he feeds off of the magical girl's soul gems or something, but q is an evil son of a bitch. I was very confident in that early on. Now, I thought that maybe Mommy was also, like, Maybe she was working with Qbay? That is not true, evidently. <laughs> but Qbay 100% is a son of a bitch, and I'm so confident that he is in fact the evil one. Yeah? So that, that's, that's my primary prediction, and one that I have high confidence in.
1: Okay, okay. While we're on the subject of predictions, in the event that Madoka does become a magical girl, what do you think her wish will be?
0: That is a great question. I accurately predicted what Sayaka's wish was going to be very early on. Because, I mean, it was kind of fed to us very straightforward in the first four episodes. Yeah, I think in episode one, I was confident in Sayaka's uh, general wish. And that was her musician friend who became crippled to become uncrippled. So that they could play music once again, right? And live a happy, fulfilling life. Because she loves him. Yeah, so that I was fully correct in. But Madoka... I'm not sure what her wish is go- Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, okay. Okay? I have a guess now. You have a guess. And I don't like this guess. You don't like this guess. All right, let me formulate my thoughts, because I'm coming up with this on the spot, but my guess is going to be something along the lines of bringing somebody back to life. That's going to be my guess. I think she may bring Mommy, or maybe Homura. Uh, maybe Homer will die, and she'll bring Homura back to life. Uh, or maybe even Sayaka, or maybe her mom, or maybe the third friend, or something. I think that'll be my guess. I you're- think that's going to be my official guess.
1: So you're thinking of the greatest taboo that is bringing the dead back to life.
0: Yeah, which I don't think I would like, especially if it's Mommy, but I guess that's okay-ish. How has your opinion changed of Mommy now? i was super suspicious of mommy now looking back without suspicion i sort of feel bad for the suspicion i felt (laughs) mommy was a a, quite a nice character i felt like she she was being set up to be too perfect and then they showed the emotional side towards the end so i was like is this a ploy or are they genuinely showing the emotional side They were genuinely showing the emotional side. Why would they lie to you in this cute magical girl show? Because that's all they do. Just like you, they are misleading sons of guns. Which, can I just say, one touch that I loved is that the first two episodes have adorable outros. Super shoujo, super light and fluffy. And then the third episode, after you see a nice little decapitation, they they throw that to the wayside. And they're like, here's actually our dark, terrifying outro.
1: Yep. And that dramatic switch is something that the studio that produced this, Shaft, is really famous for. Now, right, so we haven't really talked about anime studios before in the past, because, you know, you're pretty new to the whole anime thing, so the idea of discussing the companies behind a specific anime doesn't seem like the most prevalent topic of discussion for you. Yeah. But when it comes to Shaft and Madoka, you kind of have to talk about the company as a whole, because... The thing about a lot of anime companies is they have a lot of similar art choices and themes that go throughout their different shows. Shaft is most famous for their head tilt. There was a lot of head tilt. A whole lot of head tilt. A lot of dramatic head tilting to the side to emphasize a point. Every Shaft anime has a lot of head tilt.
0: Yeah, I, I could do without the head tilt. That was a bit overkill. But Not if, terribly so, but just a bit. Yeah, but what do you think about the backgrounds and the art style choices of the whole show? The thing I immediately realized about Madoka Magica from its opening shot was how stylized it is. There is such a craft put in to every single scene and background. It occasionally will get these very surreal images, but they don't just have a plain surreality where they just... At bunch of things with no sense or rhyme or reason, it's so deliberately created to create this chaos and all of these different styles that shine through in the witch's different random worlds, as well as there were some beautiful subtle moments that I absolutely loved, like when Madoka is talking to Hamura and... In the background, the sun is setting, there's a bunch of buildings, and right when they get to a dramatic part in the conversation, the sun just happens to get captured behind a building and put out, which is just a nice little metaphor. The thought and the craft put into the visuals of this anime are easily the best we have seen yet.
1: Yep, and that is exactly what makes Shaft a very interesting studio, because that is the kind of art style and surreal choices that they love to throw in their anime.
0: And they do so well. When you do things that are surreal, it's so easy to do them poorly. Because you think, let's just throw a bunch of things in. Ta-da! It's weird. But there has to be an underlying reason behind it. There needs to be a foundation. And Shaft has captured that perfectly which with each of their worlds. And
1: when it comes to this show in particular, it is constantly praised in... Just about every single aspect, from the characters to the art style to the soundtrack.
0: Soundtrack was really nice.
1: Yeah, the background music during the fights, the choices of music they use for their opening and ending credits. Just everything has such minute detail in it that it just makes it a pleasure to watch and to think about.
0: An ongoing theme has been, I love when they care and think about the details. I love when they are aware of themselves enough and are willing to put in the effort And with Madoka Magica, they certainly did that. I am so glad that you like this, Anime Remington, because I was
1: worried that. You would think the idea of sending young schoolgirls to fight the forces of evil would be a stupid idea.
0: 100% is. And if I thought that that's as simple as it was, then maybe I'd be able to critique that. But I don't trust Kyubey. I don't even know if the witches are necessarily super evil. I think they're evil. But I also think Kyubey is evil, so I don't think he's fighting... Maybe he is a witch. I don't know. <laughs> you seem really perturbed, my friend. Fuck Kyubey. I'd rather not. <laughs> Another thing that I was super impressed with this animation was the chemistry between characters.
1: Wait, you actually like that there was personality and bonds
0: between the different characters? Yes, barring we'll get to one exception, and that is the third friend. But especially between Sayaka and Madoka, both of them very early on through their interactions together, through their teasing that had genuine warmth behind it, it was immediately clear that here are two characters who not only feel real, but feel like they've known each other for so long and genuinely care about each other. Wow, what a concept. It's a rarity. Here's the thing that won't happen, but I would love to happen and has been foreshadowed in this anime quite a lot. I would love for Sayaka and Madoka to end up together romantically. <laughs> that would be great. It's It's been foreshadowed a ton, but they definitely won't make that decision but they have such great chemistry. They have better chemistry than most of the romances we have seen doing the podcast at all. <laughs>
1: yeah, unfortunately I can confirm that you would probably be disappointed by that. Yeah, sounds about right. But there's so many other good things in the show that'll keep your mind on the other stuff. Oh yeah. Like, the biggest theme of this show is the responsibility of power
0: and what you're willing to do for your life, for your friends, and for your family. Which I think is such a great theme, and they're handling it so well. The fact that we have seen four episodes and the main character hasn't yet taken that responsibility is phenomenal to me. But, Sean, I think there's two characters that we need to briefly touch on. A minor character and a major character.
1: Yeah, we'll save the major character for last because she's very important.
0: Yes, so let's talk about the minor character, the third friend. Hitomi? Hitomi? Hitomi, I think is what Hatomi. there we go. Good old Hitomi. This, I think, unironically, is the worst part of this anime. Because very early on, they present Hitomi, Sayaka, and Madoka as a trio where Hitomi is the third wheel. She's not relevant. She's just there. And maybe she'll do something later on, but that doesn't excuse how she's been mismanaged for the first four episodes. They've made her seem like she's going to be important, but she's yet to do absolutely anything. And unlike Sayaka and Madoka's great chemistry, Hitomi has no chemistry with anybody because she's sort of just a blank slate right now. But don't you like how she made a third wheel joke in the second episode? I do like the third wheel joke, especially because it helps my headcanon of Madoka and Sayaka ending up together. (laughs) But besides facilitating... Madoka and Sayaka's relationship, Hitomi doesn't do much.
1: I will tell you this. As the story progresses, there will be major plot points involving her.
0: Which is great, but so far she's been mismanaged, and so it is a genuine downside of the anime so far. All right. Possibly the biggest one.
1: That's a fair assumption, a fair criticism to make, I'd say. So then let's talk about the other main character of this show,
0: Homura. Homura, I really like Homura. It was episode one or two that I immediately had a title for Homura. Yeah. My title for Homura, I believe that she is the Severus Snape of anime. Could you care to uh, elaborate on that a bit? It starts out and she's dark, she's brooding, she's antisocial, and she's very off-putting to the two main girls, Sayaka and Madoka, as well as Mommy. Mommy and uh, Homura do not like each other. In fact, Homura starts out trying to kill Kyubei, which is a fucking great decision, (laughs) And so I think it's one of those situations where she is presented to seem a bit dark, maybe even evil. Ooh. But no, bullshit. She is actually really good at heart, trying to save Madoka's ass, trying to do what's best for Madoka. And even though it looks like she is being counterproductive and selfish, it's actually just because she's trying to hide how selfless she is being. 100% the Severus Snape of this anime. And she's in love with Madoka's mom.
1: <laughs>
0: that's how it went in harry potter isn't it <laughs> yeah you know it's just one of the one of the subtler plot points of madoka magica
1: <laughs> so you think that uh homera is just this dark brooding character that's really looking out for the best interests of uh the other girls 100 percent. what else about Homer? what
0: do you think Homer's power is she had a lot of explosions
1: yeah so you think it's something explosion based
0: I would assume so, because that's all we've seen of Homra is explosions. Very interestingly, we only saw a lot of magical girl from one magical girl, and that was Mommy. And then she got dead. Yeah, Mommy had a bunch of guns, which was real cool. But Homer, we've seen some explosions, and then Sayaka, we briefly saw her become a magical girl, and she was dashing and slicing. Uh, and she also she's she's had a baseball bat for the first three episodes, so maybe she'll it's Club a sword. That's a sword. Oh okay, so yeah, it's become a sword so she she'll be the slicey one. That that'd be my guess, but I I really enjoy that the magical girl isn't necessarily the emphasis. Mm-hmm. It exists and it helps push the story forward, but it is a part of the story rather than the entire story itself. Madoka Magica is making a lot of bold decisions, and I can really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, cause it's set up to be your typical magical girl anime, which is why I misled you and told you it was a typical magical girl anime. Which I fell for hook, line, and sinker. But technically speaking, it is. It has hit every single magical girl trope that has ever been implemented.
0: It fits the criteria perfectly and then it twists it to its own will.
1: Exactly, and that's what makes it really interesting. So, honestly, Remington, I'm glad I'm just I'm just so happy for you. You you found another anime that you can rate positively. How would you rate this anime?
0: Oh, if I were to rate this anime, hmm Right now, it would be difficult to give it a fully accurate rating uh, without seeing all of it. But with those first four episodes and with how intrigued it's made me, it would be an 8. And if if it handles things really well, it could get to a 9. That's really impressive. Right now... It is probably tied with Mirai Niki for the best anime you have shown me. Wow, that's some high praise, man. Yeah, I did not expect to like it nearly as much. Within the first two episodes, I knew that I was enjoying myself. And then once episode three and four hit, I knew that I was in love with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got... To ask, do you have any more predictions of what you think is going to go down? How the girls are going to react? Do you have any more specific predictions you can throw at me? i made so many predictions, so I'm just going to run down the line of possible predictions. I think something is up with Madoka's mom, or something is going to be up with Madoka's mom. There's going to be a major plot point. I initially, early on, guessed that she might be a witch. I don't think that that's necessarily accurate, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like underlying dark forces. They're setting her up for something. And maybe that'll be a damsel in distress role, which would be a bit disappointing. Uh, but definitely being set up for something. Similarly, me the friend, she's probably going to be saved and then like talk to the two main characters and they probably will like fill her in and she'll be on that like outskirts, the non-magical girl, but in the magical girl clique, uh, which makes me think that Madoka almost certainly will become a magical girl, but there's still that level of doubt. Let's see. Other predictions. Oh, at the end of episode four, it showed this red-haired magical girl who wanted to absolutely murder Sayaka because Sayaka is now imposing on red-haired girl's turf. How do you think that's going to go? I mean, red-haired girl should just die. She should be murdered. But I don't know. You don't Maybe know? Maybe Sayaka dies. Maybe everyone dies. Maybe red-haired bitch ends up working with them. But she seemed real evil. They were laying on the evil real heavy for the red-haired one. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore.
1: Uh, her name is Kyoko, by the way.
0: Oh, yes, Kyoko. Yeah, Kyoko, it's such an interesting position to be in. Because... In the first two episodes, I was making a lot of big predictions. And for example, when I made the Kyube predictions, something I would often mention when I was saying those thoughts out loud to you, Sean, is, but I don't know if this anime is smart enough to go that route. I don't know if it's bold enough to make those decisions. And how do you feel about it now? Now, it is both smart and bold enough to go wherever it goddamn pleases, which is great because it means that whether it's doing the predictable or the unpredictable, you can never be fully sure.
1: One of the big things about Magical Girls is the combat. And we saw a couple good instances of combat. What did
0: you think of all the violence and fighting scenes that we were shown? Genuinely good action scenes. I thought the action, it was interestingly choreographed. It was interesting to watch. And some of the best combat that we have seen easily so far. Yeah? Definitely in the top three out of the nine anime we've watched of best combat. Because quite frankly, we've seen a lot of disappointing combat. Because it's not just a simple poke, 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 explode kind of situation, is it? Yeah, it was beautifully choreographed like everything else. Madoka Magica, more than any other anime we've seen, I think is a work of art just how lovingly it has been crafted with every detail and there are a few exceptions but overall it is
1: fantastic and how does this uh, affect your opinion of the overall shoujo shonen
0: genre traits i think this largely transcends those i feel like it's very difficult to categorize this into any single genre which i think is why it's so interesting and great It's not one-dimensional in any way because it is still adorable and cute, but it's also dark and intense and dramatic and action-packed and violent. All of those qualities it has to the fullest. It never seeks to sacrifice any of those things to fit some pre-designed mold. And yet it fits the mold of Magical Girls perfectly. That it does. And also, Remington, you know the
1: reason why you don't see anything one-dimensional in this show? Why? Because they're all two-day anime girls. <sighs> <laughs> I think
0: I'm funny. I'm glad you do, Sean. That's why we have a comedy podcast together, Remington. Yeah, so you can make jokes that you laugh at, and everyone else can just laugh at my pain. Exactly. That's, that's the general format. It's really self-serving. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? You know, one one last thing. One last thing? Uh, one last error i think that happened in this anime there was not enough of the little brother who was adorable i (laughs) loved the little brother he was cute he was a little toddler he was trying to eat with his fork and he just kept trying to poke it and it wouldn't work he was adorable wanted to see way more of him you are such moe trash you know that i am so remington you want to watch some more madoka with me I really would, Sean. I would love to watch more. I don't think I've been this excited to watch more ever. So if you really
1: enjoyed listening to our banter, feel free to leave a review on whatever format you tend to listen to, whether it be Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher,
0: or just share it with your friends. That goes a long way as well. It sincerely is super helpful if you do any of those things, and we really appreciate it. And if you would like to leave very deliberate feedback to us specifically, then you can feel free to send any comments, questions, feedback to our email at animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening,
1: and would you care to make a contract?